have done. You alone, God, deserve every bit of the glory and the honor. I thank you, Lord, that you saved me. You turned me into a new creation, just like every other believer in this place. We bless your holy name, God.
closer to him. He'll draw closer to us. I love that about God. We take a step towards him. He runs to us. And he's the one with all the answers, all the power, all the love. Our God is awesome. Amen. I'll carry the burden for too long on created to bear it alone I hear your invitation to let it all go I see it now I'm laying it down and I know that I need Surgeon, my soul needs a friend. 
wants us to come to him no matter what he always wants us to come to him thank you lord Troubles come in. 
Yes, okay. So everybody gets a chance to greet. Sorry, since the COVID thing is over, I forget that we're supposed to greet now. You don't have to greet if you don't want to, just stand back. But whoever wants to greet, go ahead and greet. <laughs> we're so glad you're here this morning.
morning. We hope you have a good time. Hope to see you back. It's that time where we continue our worship with our tithes and offerings. There are several ways you can give. They put it up there on the screen. If you don't know how to do any of those, just give it. Give your phone to a teenager. They'll take care of it for you. Okay? They can hook you up. Okay? That's what I do with my phone when I need it. I just give it to my daughter and say, "Here, fix this." And it, it's all taken care of. That's your that's your help for today. Ushers, if you'll come forward, please. God, we thank you, Lord, for the time that we can come into your house and worship you freely. God, we just pray that you be with each and every one of those that are here today. We ask that you bless the gift and the giver of this offering. Help us to use it for the furthest of your gospel. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Hey, I just feel like we need to just tell the Lord how much we love him one more time. Give him a shout and a clap. Lord, we just bless your holy name. You are so good to us, God, and you are worthy of every bit of the glory and the honor and the praise. Amen? He's good. Well, I get the honor now to introduce you to Mr. Greg Wynn. Many of you already know him, but just in case you don't, he's been here every year except maybe last year. I don't know if you came in curve. Not last year during COVID. So things are back to normal. Yay. Greg Wynn is back. <laughs> Longtime friend of Pastor and Sandy Bardwell. And uh, he's a musician, singer, songwriter, all kinds of great stuff. And, uh, <laughs> and he does that around the world. So we are very blessed to have him here today. So enjoy. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. The psalmist said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. This is called PS23.
Aren't you glad for Jesus today, huh? I want to do one of my favorite arrangements of a song, and I want you guys to sing it with me, okay? I'll play it. Y'all sing it. We'll call it a duet, all right? little disco this morning. We're just going to keep praising him, amen? Come on, put your hands together like this. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Come on, bless him. My soul will magnify the Lord in his house. Somebody shout hallelujah. Well, how are you? You're looking good today. Amen. It's so good to be back at uh, PCA. Amen. Is that, are those the right letters? I got a friend that pastors a church called the Church of Garden Valley, so I always call it T-G-O-V-W-X-Y-Z, right? So, got to get all the letters in. It is so good to see you and, and be back here today. Um, I want We're going to have uh, uh, some fun, but I want more than anything for us to worship the Lord and listen to His heart today, um, because I believe the Lord wants to minister to some folks this morning, all right? I hope you'll receive that. Uh, when I play the instrumentals, my prayer is always, God, 
Holy Spirit, move through this music. Minister to folks and speak to people's hearts. And so that's what we want to do today. I want to do a, uh, a song off my latest CD. The latest CD is called Winstrumental. Those of you who know me know it's mostly mental. <laughs> but uh, I had written this little song, and I was thinking, okay, what am I going to? What am I going to call it, you know, because usually I have an idea before I write a song, especially uh, one with lyrics. Um, are we trying to get those lights on? That's what we're trying to do? I or is that the effects? That's awesome, isn't it? Good light show. Go ahead and do whatever you need to do. Um, so I was trying to figure out a title for this song, and I kept thinking, you know, it's a happy little song. It just felt happy to me, and I started you know, thinking about uh, that, and, and then I started thinking about happy little trees and happy little flowers, and and it reminded me of a fellow that uh, was a uh, a veteran of the military, had a career in the military, and he was a drill sergeant, and, and he said when he got out of the military, he promised himself he'd never scream at anybody again, and he didn't. He spent the rest of his life painting some 30,000 paintings on PBS, some of you know the curly-haired guy with the afro. And uh, so I decided to take a risk, and I named this little happy song uh, Bob Ross. I'll make it a Christ Christian song here in a minute, okay? So hang on tight. and Can we be happy today? Huh? Praise and worship. Now it's a Christian song, all right? Here we go. 
That's all he wants from us, folks, is our fellowship and our communion. I hope you have that fellowship with him today. Are you sleepy? A little bit after that. Uh, amen. I, I I give people permission, permission to uh, go to sleep during my concerts during those peaceful songs. All right, because that's a high compliment if you can get that much peace. Uh, but uh, of course, I don't promise not to wake you back up. Hello. I want to do a song off of uh, my For the Young at Heart uh, album. When I was a teenager, one of my favorite singers was this uh, uh, folk singer girl with uh, granny glasses and hair down to the floor, and it was the 70s, folks, and and she had been addicted to drugs and everything, and she lived in Colorado Springs, Colorado, and uh, God got a hold of her one day and saved her and delivered her from all those things, and so then she began to to uh, sing for Jesus, amen, as part of the Jesus movement. She did songs like Clean Before My Lord I Stand and and uh, lots of other great songs. But she did a little upbeat song on a live album that she recorded at the Bronco Bowl in Dallas, Texas. And uh, this is one of my favorite, favorite songs because I identify with this song somewhat in that none of us are clean. I spent the air conditioning wasn't on this morning when I came in, so I am really not clean, okay, today. All have sinned, the Bible says, and come short the glory of God. That means even even us. And so I don't identify with sugary, sweet, Christian kind of folks. I identify with more folks that have been through some things. At least they admit they have. Once a month I get a chance to minister at the John 316 mission in Tulsa, and it's one of the highlights of my month, you know, because I can identify with people who've been through some things. And uh, so her name was Nancy Honeytree. She just went by Honeytree, and she did this little song. It was kind of an upbeat folk song, folk song but I kind of changed it into the blues. Anybody here like the blues? Two of you. Oh, it's going to be awesome. I tell you. <laughs> Come on. Get ready. Well, I was out on the street about nine o'clock, kicking up my heels, just taking a walk, smiling a smile, singing a song, swinging my arms, just trucking along. Wasn't it a shame that I had to stop? I was interrupted by a big old cop who said, kid, Anyone as happy as you are is obviously loaded. And I said, but officer, you can. Rattle me, shake me, smell my breath, and make me roll up both of my sleeves. Search me where you please, but I'm clean. I got nothing to hide. No, no, no. The reason I'm happy is because I got Jesus inside. Come on, somebody. Well, I got back home about a quarter ten. My dad said, boy, where have you been? He said, I've been reading about them drugs, you see. And, well, 
anyone as happy as you are has got to be doing something wrong. Don't you love the way parents rationalize things out? And I said to Dad, chill out. You can rattle me, shake me, smell my breath, and make me roll up both of my sleeves. Set me where you please, but I'm clean, yeah. I got nothing to hide. No, no, no. The reason I'm happy is because I got Jesus inside. Come on, everybody, put your hands Jesus inside today. Come on. And you're happy about it. Come on, happy. Oh, yeah. Well, the very next day I was off to school. By this time I knew I had to play it cool. Well, I got to my class and I sat in my place. But I forgot all about that silly smile on my face. Teacher saw me grinning and she asked me what for. When I told her I was happy, she marched me out the door and straight to the principal's office, and he said, I'm sorry, but anyone as happy as you are has obviously been smoking in the boys' room. Well, that was quite odd since she was a girl, and she said, but sir, you can. Rattle me, shake me, smell my breath, and make me roll up all of my sleeves. Search me where you please, but I'm clean, yeah. I got nothing to hide. No, 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 the reason I'm happy it's because I got Jesus inside. I hope you've been paying attention. Let me hear y'all sing You can rattle me. Yeah, that was easy as it looks, is it? Well, but I'm clean, yeah. I got nothing to hide. Come on, somebody. The reason I'm happy is because I got Jesus inside. Come on, somebody. The reason I'm happy. It's because, are you happy this morning? Do you have Jesus inside? The reason I'm happy is because I got Jesus inside. Oh, yeah. If you're happy today, give the Lord a hand, clap of praise. Come on. We're going to get warmed up. It may take us two hours. So maybe you want to jump in right now, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> You're already getting hungry, aren't you? Oh, 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 oh. Some of you thinking about it. Doing it in your heart. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that Jesus delivered me from myself. Amen. Today we are clean because of what Jesus did. Amen. And our salvation, I learned a great lesson years ago. When I was having a tough time, I, I was on staff at a church in Dallas. And we had nine full-time staff pa pastors, ran a couple thousand every week. And I found out the difference there are not a lot of differences between a large church and a small church. Still have the same problems, right? Big church just has more of the same problems. And uh, 
For some reason, one day I was at the office and I wasn't feeling particularly loved. Anybody ever been through that? And, and you know, I was thinking thoughts like, you know, if it wasn't for these people, we could really minister. And I went home and I threw myself on the bed and I was complaining to God, you know, nobody loves me. And, and uh, eventually I said, God, I don't even feel saved anymore. Getting quiet, isn't it? And the Lord immediately spoke two words to me, two words he has spoken to me since, and two words that every believer needs to hear every now and then. When I said, God, I don't even feel saved, he said, get up. Hello? Sometimes we just need to get up. Get out of our pity party, amen? You know what I did that day? told me he said your salvation is not based on how you feel are you with me today he said it's based on everything I did on the cross and when I did it I did it for good and I did it forever and it's a done deal amen and so I got up and I wrote this little song Just don't measure up, Lord, I let you down somehow. But feelings don't always show what's real. My heart of hearts, they don't reveal. My love for you is so much more than any feelings that I feel. And I know Feelings are not the way it goes Cause feelings don't always seem to show The feelings I had for you So deep in my life Oh, and I know Feelings don't always tell the truth When feelings are felt from me to you Feelings on feelings alone You just can't rely So if you feel like Giving in You're being accused Of that same old sin Listen now Salvation's not based on how you're feeling My friend Cause it was one on the cross and on that you can depend cause feelings don't always show what's real your heart of hearts they don't reveal your love for him is so much more than any feelings that you feel feelings. 
Well, we all know 2020 was a was a difficult year like nothing we've ever experienced in our lives. The last time I was here, my wife Nanette was with me and I remember standing right down there at the end of service and and we all prayed over her. She was battling stage four cancer. And uh, 2020 was difficult for our family because uh, Nanette passed away last year right at the height of COVID. And it's a difficult time. Couldn't go see her. And that was difficult to understand everything she sat on the phone and we had trouble getting information and it was very difficult and they they eventually sent her home and and uh, where about a month later she passed and we were all there at her bedside and you know you don't know you think you know but you don't know what it's like until you've been through it some of you know. You don't know what you're going to think, and I, I never, you don't even think about thinking about what you're going to think. And the minute she slipped into eternity, the first thing that came to my mind was is it real? Is she really in the arms of Jesus? thought that was kind of odd thought, you know. And I reconciled, of course, she is in the arms of Jesus. Of course she is. In just a moment, an instant, I was thinking about it driving up here today. I just, I just, it's hard on the kids, you know. Because I, I knew that I might be able to find love again in my life, but they only had one mama. And so it's been a tough year. Tough year for Nanette's twin sister, Nancy. They were womb mates. 
never do life without each other. But you know, God is merciful and he's gracious and we'll never be able to replace Nan Aunt. But he's giving us grace. And while it was going on, I told the kids, I said, you know, when somebody passes away from a, a, an immediate accident or something, you don't get a chance. And people are always like, I wish I would have said this. I wish I would have said that. And I told my kids, the Lord is being gracious to us because he's giving us the opportunity to say everything we want to say. And we, we did that. And we held her memorial service. On uh, it, I didn't realize this was happening till I counted up the days. Held it on our 38th wedding anniversary. And uh, after it was over and everybody left, everybody left town and I was in the house with flowers everywhere that I don't know how to take care of and more food than I could eat in a year. And it, I realized that after four, 40 years of being a we, I'm just a me again. And it was lonely. Some of you know what I'm talking about. So we just began to carry on best we could. I had been off of traveling for three months uh, because churches were closed. And, and uh, you know, normally that would just would be devastating because uh, this is how we make our living. And three months off. Are you kidding me? Some of you know what, what I'm talking about. But during that time, during Nanette's illness, those three months, I got to spend every day with her. And people sent money from all over the country uh, to help with medical needs. I've been trying to figure out for years how to get pastors to pay me not to come. Maybe some of y'all would like to get in on that. But the Lord provided the need, and anyway, I, I got back on the road, and you know, a little while later, towards the end of the summer, I was looking at Facebook one day, and and uh, there was a, I came across a profile of a, a lady, I want to call her a girl, because that, well, she is, uh, but because I remember her as a girl, because Nanette and I had known this lady since before we were married. And she was a teenager in the in the youth group, and I was the worship leader for the youth, and and uh, we had all been Facebook friends. And she had prayed for Nanette and posted comments to that degree. And but I, I didn't really know this girl too much, although she was in my high school choir when I taught school, and uh, I knew her mother more. 
you can see his own staff at the church. But I, I came across her profile and I thought, I like the way she looks. Come on, men. So I sent her a message on Messenger. It went something like this. Hey. It's been 40 years. She types back, hey. It's probably like, what you doing? Nothing. Uh, and we corresponded like that for about a week, and I finally got up the nerve to say, uh, can I call you? Yes. So I called, and she had the sweetest voice, and, and uh, we talked for about 30 minutes. And, and then a couple days later, we talked again, and then we began to talk every day. And our longest phone conversation, I'm not exaggerating, was nine hours long. And finally, I said, you know, I'm going to be in your area uh, coming up pretty soon. Uh, could I stop by and, and take you to dinner? And she said, yes. Of course, when you travel, being in your area meant I was going to be within 200 miles of where she was. <laughs> and the funny thing, the next weekend, I was within 200 miles again. And... Uh, we went out and we began to, you know, have that long distance thing and we talked on the phone all the time and had so many things in common and I was just amazed and, and uh, I was really amazed that this young babe was interested in me. I know some of you are thinking, well, I'm amazed at that too. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, we... the relationship developed of course I was careful and uh, wanted to make sure my kids were on board and I remember the first time my daughter met her my daughter left and then she sent me a three word text that said I like her and uh, so back on March 2nd which was a Tuesday I think we have a picture um we got married on March the 2nd on a Tuesday. That's my wife, Arlene. Arlene has a migraine headache this weekend, so that's why she's not here. Usually she travels with me everywhere, and it's just so, so wonderful. And, uh, you know, I, I talked to my pastor early on, and I said, I, I believe she's the one. I believe the Lord spoke to me that she was a gift from him, and, uh, and so I love her very much. We're very happy that the Lord would not leave me alone, amen. So I look forward to, I just wish she was able to be here today, but uh, anyway, I'm praying she gets, gets better real soon. Time and time again, God helps us ministers to us, comes to us, and I wrote a song a few years back that kind of has a repetitious melody, and and I thought, you know, that reminds me of God's faithfulness, and time and again, he's there for us, and so that's what I called this instrumental, this is time and again.
I want to share with you just briefly. Uh, we got another photo up there, I think, uh, of an old saxophone. This is a horn I used to own. I walked in the same music company in Tulsa one day, and they had two of these in the counter locked up, and I was just like, whoa, what's that? And the salesman said, you know what that is. And, and I said, yes, I do. I had heard of them. I had never seen one. And uh, this horn right here is a Selmer Mark VI alto saxophone. And uh, I didn't know a lot about them, but I did know that they were the most sought-after saxophone model in all of the world. Um, anytime you see somebody playing a horn on TV and it's all beat up like that, it's probably a Selmer Mark VI. And, and uh, so... The salesman asked me if I was interested. I said, yes, but I need to go talk to my wife because it was a lot of money. And so I went home, and I, I thought, you know, I'm going to research this and find out just what makes these horns so valuable. Of course, it's the way they play. But I wanted to know the history a little bit more, and I began to study about the Selmer Mark VI saxophones. And after World War II, what I found out was that the Selmer Company, based in Paris, went all over Europe and collected all of the spent artillery shells and all of that brass, and they brought it back to Paris, and for 20 years, they made these saxophones out of that material. And I just thought, isn't that amazing that out of war and death and pain and suffering and heartache, came the most sought-after saxophone in the world. And I began to think about us and think about how many people who spent their lives in war and pain and heartache and strife, being told they were this, told they were that, never being built up, but always torn down, always destruction, And the people that were doing that to them did not know what a treasure they actually were. I went back to the music store the next day with money. I said, now, where, where did y'all get these? You know, and he said, well, these, he had two of them, remember, these two saxophones spent their entire lives in the Tulsa public school system as loner horns for students. And I thought, all right, that's why they look like that. And then it dawned on me that these horns spent their entire lives in the hands of people who didn't know the valuable treasure that they were. And some of you, maybe you're like that too. My dad... One of these days, I want to share his little documentary with you. He spent his childhood with most of it with a stepfather who told him he would never amount to anything, that he was just a stray. And the first time they sent him off to get rid of him, 
He was six years old when they put him on a train, sent him to California by himself. These days you can't even go in the front yard as a six-year-old by yourself. He was told he'd never amount to anything. But when he was 17 years old, he went to church for the first time. And sitting in that pew, he I believe I need to get saved. And he gave his heart to Jesus. And it literally has had an impact on the whole world. My dad's not a preacher or pastor. He was a salesman all of our lives. He's 85 years old now. And while he didn't do a lot of that stuff, he has three sons who have all been in full-time ministry, and we've all ministered all over the world because of that one decision, a 17-year-old man. I want to ask you this morning, what's the one decision God is asking you to make? Is he asking you to lay down your life and turn all over these things and maybe the way you were treated all your life to him? He said to cast your cares on me. Honestly, this morning, I casted some cares on him. Never stopped. Maybe today you need to say, Jesus, I need you. Come into my heart today. That's the decision my dad made. It changed all of our lives. We weren't even born. Changed us all. It brought me here today. I spend most of my time when I travel in quiet, not listening to the radio or anything, just listening to him. And One day I was traveling on a Saturday, and I, I was talking to the Lord, and I said, God, you know, people all my life have told me who they think I am. For some reason, they always used to call me short. And, you know, I've never met a person who wasn't the last person who was always picked when they were picking teams. Everybody's like, yeah, I was that last person. How could everybody be the last person? But I was. I asked God, I know what other people have said who I am, but who am I to you, Lord? Who am I honestly to you? And for the next couple of weeks, I just listened. And I scribbled on my notepad. And uh, I tried to be honest, and I, I didn't really know that I was going to write a song from it, but I did. This is for all of you who wonder where you stand with God. Who wonder if he was there. I wonder if he's here now. This is called Who I Am. Broken and battered, bruised and bored, seem to describe who I am. Lonely and frightened, feeling ignored, sometimes define who I am. Like Adam and Eve, I'm prone to hide. 
Like Jonah, I run from my anger. Like the prodigal father with arms stretched wide, you welcome me just as I am. I'm your son, chosen one. That's who you say I am. I'm your friend, forgiven. That's who you say I am. And when I wander, wander, wander from where I belong, straight from who you say I am. I am weak, but I'm willing. That's when you make me strong and remind me of who. I am. And then I wonder, wonder, wonder how you love me through my sin. How the great I am could love me like I am. But you see me as I can be, not just the man I've been. It's because you are that I am. Through your son, I am one. That's who you say. I am, I'm your child, reconciled, oh, that's who you say I am. I'm becoming all I can be, all he wants me to become. His mercy every day is new and His grace sufficient. Oh. I'm your son, chosen one. That's who you say I am. I'm your friend, forgiven. That's who you say I am. That's who you say. had trouble rhyming R with A. Oh, that's who you say I am. That's who you say. 